0: Adam Meister the Bitcoin Meister the Disrupt Meister welcome to this week in Bitcoin today is January the 22nd 2021 strong hand long-term thinking Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin unconfiscatable I'm offended by selling. Don't FOMO on altcoins. Okay, we got you an all-star panel here in this week of the FUD. Whoa, was this the week of the FUD or, or what? Alex Svetsky has returned. Gordon Einstein is in the house. And Sachin, Sachin Meyer, is that the correct way of saying it? Is in the house, dude. He's got an awesome Twitter feed. He's also on uh Macedon. Everybody's links are linked to below. I try to give alternative links also. He's a great dude to follow. All these dudes are great to follow. So let's let's start off with something positive before we get into all this uh, all this FUD nonsense out out there uh, because there is there's a lot of FUD nonsense. I'm just checking a couple things uh, before I read this uh, this lovely uh, quote by Whale Panda here. Hmm. He says, "Seems like a lot of people don't get it." You keep selling your Bitcoin to large institutional investors on every dip, hoping we'll go back down to 20,000 or lower. That's not going to happen. Make them all market buy. Well, what's he talking about? Michael Saylor says MicroStrategy has purchased approximately 314 Bitcoin for uh, $10 million in cash in accordance with the treasury reserve policy at an average price of approximately $31,808 per Bitcoin. We now hold approximately 70,784 Bitcoin. Uh, So there are a lot of people that felt uncomfortable that the Bitcoin price dropped from 40 to 30, but we've got dudes out there and they're not dudes, they're institutions that are very willing to pay Freaking $31,000 per Bitcoin out there. So uh, with with all of that in mind, what's your, with with this positive, Sachin, what do you have to say about all this? Unmute yourself there.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, It's unfortunate that uh, people have such weak hands. It's unfortunate for me that uh, institutions are buying so quickly. And in such large volume, I definitely prefer lower prices uh, personally. But um, you definitely see a lot more people coming into the space. I definitely, from personal experience, have noticed it's easier to convince someone to buy when the price is going vertical. So,
0: Mm -hmm. well, do you think? I mean, a lot of a lot of people were saying that this the institutions had unnaturally pumped this thing up and that they would dump eventually. Um, but I think they're, they, they're very strong handed here. And do you, do you see the continual buying from the institutions?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm speculating, but yes, I don't see JP Morgan and Citibank making predictions like in the hundreds of thousands and then selling at 50,000. I don't see them selling at 100,000 even because if they make a prediction, they're not thinking in the six month time frame. They're thinking in the four, 10 year time span. And Bitcoin's never gone down over a four-year time span. So if you're, if you have all that, I mean, they can just print money anyway. Like these banks (laughs) literally create money out of thin air. So why would you ever sell? It's not like you're getting liquidated. Um, Yeah. Very, very very
0: good point. 210,000 block theory right there. there. You're talking about the four years. Mm -hmm. Um, But before we move on from, uh, I do want to get your take on uh, everybody that, This was a weak handed week. A lot of people were selling. Uh, It it was uh, most likely uh, I I don't know why it was caused. I I don't know if you have any theories on that, uh, Sachin. Um,
1: Well, personally, some of the people who I have convinced to buy Bitcoin read that Bloomberg article and um, which linked to the BitMEX, you know, FUD, and they believed it, uh, I guess. and are, you, are you talking
0: about the, the double spend FUD?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so Bloomberg wrote that there was a double spend in Bitcoin, which obviously can't happen. And if it did, it would be the end of Bitcoin, basically. So um, it, if you believe Bloomberg, you should have sold but obviously, there's no reason to believe Bloomberg
0: when it writes anything about crypto. So, All right. All right. I yep. I was I, I didn't know if that really caused it or not. I, we'll never know. It doesn't really matter. But I did want to get your theory on that. Okay, Gordon, you, you're, you're about to talk here. What's your take on uh, uh, Michael Saylor buying more and uh, on the re- regular guys perhaps dumping a lot this week?
2: Uh, so I'll give, give a little disclaimer. I'm, you know, I'm a lawyer. I'm not... Mr. Technical Guy, you know, I'm just speculating, but but having been around the block, there, there's only going to be, you know, to everyone's happiness or dismay. There's only become going to be more institutional investment over time. There's no way that their buying needs are going to be satisfied by the production of new Bitcoin. They have to hoover up existing Bitcoin. This is not just being, you know, it's not coming out. It's not being emitted at a rate that will satisfy their needs anymore. Those days are gone, so they, they have to t- suck up what's on the market right now. And I take it as meaningless that Bitcoin dipped to thirty-one thousand. You know, I, I've been in this since two thousand fourteen. I'm hardly an OG, but I've been in here a while. And it always does this. You know, it always goes to new high, goes down, whatever goes down, but never quite di- as more as much as it did before. Staggers for a while, and then you get another new wave, and it always kind of peaks higher. It oscillates higher. So yeah, Microstrategy, I mean, Taylor's doing a great job. He's kind of front-running his own book a little bit. You know, he he's he's out there talking about his investments in order to make his investments go up in value, which is great. I think, uh, you know, and other other institutions are kind of backdooring in by buying, buying parts of his, you know, buying parts of Microstrategy. But you can't, they all want to make money. And, and, and as much as J.P. Morgan or, um, you know, Sachs may see, crypto as a threat to their model, there's they can't ignore the fact it's going up in value. And if they don't get in on this and other more nimble investment houses do, they're going to have their lunch handed to them. So uh, it, 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 it's just it's just going to happen. Now, I, I don't know if I necessarily am against institutional spying. I personally think it's fine, but I may, I may be missing part of the story. The, yeah, I mean, good times. I don't think
0: you're missing any part of the story. Anyone can buy here, man. There's nothing, there's no problem. There's a lot of people that are just bitter and they think it's unfair that institutions are buying. It's unfair that they have strong hands and you you panic every time it, it drops. I mean, that, that, that seems fair to me.
2: <laughs> well, let me throw this out there. You know, there's all these stories about you know, people who, you know, guy who's, you know, iron wallet, he has two more tries on his password, and then he's gonna lose it forever. And there's this other, region, he said he's gonna pay 70 million to a city, that will give him the dump so he can dig up his old hard drive and recover his Bitcoin, all that stuff. You know, as much as I have FUD for not having thousands of Bitcoin, you know, and just kind of like living on a pizza and having good times, just, there's always an opportunity to create something new. There's always an opportunity to add value. There's always an opportunity to figure out a new angle. And I think, you know, the, the whole concept of FUD is just just hilarious. And the whole concept of FOMO is just hilarious. Just, you know, you make your own luck and you dive in. So that that's maybe a little bit off topic. But I My
0: question is, what, what, what did you think of Bloomberg, uh, that, that double spend story?
2: I'm like, you know what? I, I, I've seen so much effing up. See, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm just using a letter. I'm not using a word. I was seeing so many so much effing up by legacy finance, where there's Don's Bank laundering three hundred billion dollars of Russian funds, or you know Malta, which I love, having its own little you know, Bank of Valletta having its own issues. You know, okay. So there was there was a double spend in how many years? So, well, you well, know, first, I don't uh, even think there was one, I think it's being It's, it's, it's actually, actually, not a
1: double spend. I know, no, it's right really <laughs> I, You
2: know, I did, I, I think you. you're right. I, I, I actually adopted the vocabulary of the enemy and, and thank you for calling me on it. But, you know, you, even, if, even if there, I, I, I don't completely agree that even if there was one once, it'd be the end of the world, but it'd be disheartening. But, no, I mean, you can't go by the headlines. You know, the mainstream media is, you can't go by their headlines. You can rarely go by their text. And what if one thing that I unfortunately has really become clear to me in the last four or five years, and will will kind of steer clear politics, I guess, is that the, the the theoretic idea that journalists would have objectivity and clearly separate their editorial role from their reporting role is like gone, gone, gone. Everyone, everyone's got a freaking agenda, and that doesn't mean they're not telling the truth. But you always have to kind of look and think about what they're saying, and unless it's a pure data stream like you know weather numbers. You know you, you can't take it as face value so there, i i think there's a lot of internal conflict within the institutions that they're fundamentally threatened by in the banks they're fundamentally threatened by what's happening but they also have a bunch of young bucks or younger bucks who see this as an opportunity and as, as a chance to leapfrog and they're they're not dumb they know there's an opportunity threat here and they're these mixed signals are to be expected
0: all right we put we laid a lot there out on the table from the, the ridiculous story to the glorious story of my and I like how you put it that I mean Michael Saylor, he is walking the walk and talking the talk. People are fudding, he's anti-fudding by saying, you know, all this bad news came out and then he just lays it all out there. I just spent millions on thirty thousand dollar Bitcoin. So Alex, what's your take on uh Michael Saler making his announcement and on the how a lot of people picked up on that double spend story, mindlessly
3: yeah i think what we're watching is just um the lapping of the madness of crowds so so th- this is crowd laughing so so th- this is all markets are effectively live action role playing um and yeah. what we're effectively watching in a marketplace is uh people of all sorts from all walks with different you know subjective understanding of what they're doing uh just <laughs> mindlessly doing stuff and you know Praying at the altar of uh, you know the the tea leaves of the TA and the um the you know the stupidity of the Bloomberg's and this and that. So you've got, you know, just markets cannot move in a single direction, up, down, sideways. That doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Everything is you know, we're watching the emergence of uh, you know the the collective valuation of Bitcoin through the subjective. Uh, lens of every individual participating in pricing this uh, thing, this money, and, and that's what we're seeing. So, and and I mean, I I didn't even actually know there was any FUD. I didn't even know the price dropped. In fact, I I can't believe how zen I've been recently because I haven't been looking at the price. I I didn't know anything. The only reason I found out yesterday is because you know obviously run Amber and uh, Pete uh who's my head of operations he he said oh you know we almost cracked the record day So i was like oh really what happened he's like oh didn't you see the price drop 10 percent i was like oh or 20 percent or whatever it dropped i don't even know what it dropped and um and i was like oh that's cool um so then i was trying to figure out a way to sell my kidney so i could buy some more <laughs> uh, because i'm kind of out of fiat at the moment so i don't know like i i i, I don't know why people i mean i do know why <laughs> everyone most people buy this not because they've thought about why they're buying it, but because someone else said so. Uh, and And that is the the perfect recipe for you to then listen to what somebody else says uh, and then sell like an idiot. and 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 that that's perfectly not. i'm I'm happy with that. You know it gives people like me, Sajjan, everyone here an opportunity to pick up a little bit more because guess who's on the other side of the trade? It's us. It's people mm. like Michael Saylor. And that's what this toggle is. And effectively, the, the the fact that the price is going up is purely a representation of it goes beyond supply demand. It's purely a representation of more people understanding Bitcoin through their own subjective lens. And the more that number grows simultaneously against a continually restricting supply, mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen you you you'd have to be an idiot to think something else is going to happen so i you know I, I enjoy watching this you know crowd lapping, you know and and just watching the, the 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 classic madness of crowds which seems to continue uh day in day out month in month out year in year out so it's uh absolutely no surprise to me uh, you know i like but- how you said there's, there's been something zen about this at least for me also like
0: uh just I mean, for maybe more so surreal for me, you know, seeing it get to 40,000 and I don't even try to calculate what my, my net worth is anymore. I'm just like, yeah, whatever, whatever it is, it is, you know, uh, this is, this was, this was destiny. This was going to happen. And then when it drops, you know, it, it dropped 25%, whatever, 20%, whatever it dropped. I mean, it's just like, I've been through this before and I'm just observing everyone doing what they're doing still like. I've seen it so many times now it's just, and for me a very calm on the inside now i mean of course i'm very happy when it hits an all-time high but at the same time uh it always returns to its all-time high and people people don't learn that it's, it's very odd that people still don't get that you know the, the articles immediately come out that, oh, that that was the high for the year or something like that i'm like come on dudes i mean uh, but but uh, yeah, every everyone's got uh, got a reason for writing an article this day, too. That it doesn't seem like there's a there's a lot of truth underlying uh, a,
2: a lot of these articles. So, so much of it is clickbait. Anyway, Gordon, wait, wait, you... wait, actually, let me let me throw at you, that. That was kind of my comment. Let, let me throw that at you. Do you? I and I'm gonna hold back my own answer to to this. Do you feel that that's that it was always that way, or has it really kind of kicked in? Fast four or five years, or some timeline that you feel that you want to throw out there. Well, I, I want to say that the FUD this time
0: is so much more aggressive than than the last times. But it's the same FUD. It, you know, it's it's tether again. Um, it, it, but it, this time around, it or it, it can be inflated, or it it seems like the people uh, are are much more aggressive, and then that that they're actually legitimate or semi legitimate organizations writing very professional articles about bitcoin like the second it drops i mean there's some people that have theories that are like well maybe some of the big boys out there just want to spread the fud so they can get this stuff for
3: cheap i mean
2: i, I don't know i mean p- you, perhaps- we, we, I, I we would, we would never really know
3: quickly. i don't know if it's more aggressive hmm. i was just gonna say i don't know if it's more aggressive i think it's more um envious this time um so so and i think that's an important distinction because like i think it's been more aggressive in the past because in the past they think like oh yeah you know that this is this is a scam this is crap blah blah blah. but this time because they've just been proven wrong yet again yet again like they, they're crying tears of salt and now it mm. comes from like a place of envy and jealousy and resentment that they're wrong so you know it, it's sort of it's, it's got a different flavor to the venom and and let them burn let them burn in their own salt i swear to god like i will pay these people you know 12 sats an hour to clean my toilet later i don't care like <laughs> it makes me happy to here's the their salt own that, was,
2: that was like that was like that was like evocatively biblical well
3: for, for it's half fun it's half fun staying
0: poor you're basically yeah. saying have fun staying poor it is the it's it the is. proper way to to respond to this uh yeah it, it, it is a bit more uh envious uh i, I definitely oh, yeah.
2: Sorry, let, let, let me throw an idea out there. I, I think we're seeing this in a lot of areas well beyond crypto, but crypto is a fantastic canary in the coal mine. The, the accepted narrative of how things are, it's not just that people are learning more because of the Internet and everything else and kind of seeing through it. It's that the narrative is actually falling apart for a whole bunch of tons of reasons. And so the mm-hmm. keepers of narrative have to go to more extreme lengths in order to maintain it. They have to go to they, net, they didn't have to go to ten years ago because the narrative was actually more solid. You know the the uh, for for example no, at, you know whether you obviously we're all on this call because we have issues with fiat, but there was a much more plausible argument for fiat forty years ago than there was today. You know just when we first got off the gold standard. You know the the, the it's not it's not that there was a more plausible argument. It's that the 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 bill hadn't come due and the bill wasn't going to come due for quite some time. Now we can see the bill begin, beginning to come due. And so to keep people in their sort of mindset is taking more and more effort and they have to make more and more outlandish claims is my point of view. Yeah, I think
1: another part of that is um, there's a generalized uh, culture of, you know, targeting success. Um, mm. You see that with like Smart. Elon Musk, um, other rich people, Bezos, like there's a lot of signs. I, I'm, I'm a college student. We had a sign on one of the dorms just someone put up, like, eat the rich. and and
2: it meanwhile mommy and daddy are paying for his tuition it's
1: a college campus you'd think they would you know (laughs) yeah i mean it's an elite college it's not like he's they're they're living in a nice dorm nice Mm. college saying eat the rich and i think it's it's a culture where if someone succeeds very well they're evil they only Uh, succeeded because they're they're stealing from the working class and and Bitcoiners, Bitcoiners are all succeeding, so you know they're part of that evil class, apparently.
0: Yes, it is. There's so much envy of, the, and we're going to talk about the policies of the new administration. There might be a wealth tax or a, a unrealized capital gains tax that is eating the rich right there. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Sachin, what, uh, what university did you go to again? It's it's on your it's on your profile. No, it's one of the. Georgetown. Freaking, no, it's, George, so at freaking Georgetown, their kids say eat the rich that is ludicrous it's so it's, 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 <laughs> oh my god that, it's just unbelievable that the society has come but that that is the norm to to um to be envious of the successful instead of trying to replicate what the successful are doing so um and, and that's the culture and i i think um the administration uh, probably will uh, not do anything to stop that. Not that it's their job to, to, to do that, but uh, I think their policies will uh, reinforce some of the, the
2: beliefs that are already out there. Uh, Gordon, you were saying? Sorry. No, i just think Georgetown is a good school. So good, good job. That's it. That's, I right, that's why it. I
0: got this. That's why I got Thank this dude you. on the show, man. He's a smart guy.
2: Come yeah. on, now, man. I, I'm giving you,
0: you. You bring a very interesting perspective, uh, Sachin, because. Uh, four years ago, you you weren't in you were in high school, weren't you?
1: Yeah, and I uh, I had no clue about Bitcoin. I actually um, I went to Georgetown to become a, a socialist politician. So <laughs> it was uh it was Bitcoin that you know <laughs> diverted my path. Um, so I, I'm grateful for Bitcoin for that. But
2: for uh, to be a socialist politician,
1: that's that's why I went to Georgetown originally before I
2: uh, discovered Bitcoin. So and and, cool. and, and and now you got sucked into the, wow. That, that, that's wow, like, this is, that, is that, that's that's the, Bitcoin a lot of things. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I didn't
0: okay. know. I, I didn't know your backstory though. That's uh, that's pretty good. So you 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 cha- Bitcoin changed you.
1: Yeah, I, I got into Bitcoin and Austrian economics and um, you know, all that stuff at the same time. Um, it was kind of a mutual spiral where I learned more about econ understood why Bitcoin matters at the same time. Um, and obviously you, you can't go into Bitcoin and then come out, you know, trusting government.
0: <laughs> With, are you, are you a poli sci major or what was your original intention?
1: Uh, Original intention was, yeah, poli sci, become a lawyer, bureaucrat, you know, redistribute wealth, all that. Um, and now I'm, I'm trying to uh, become a com sci major, um, maybe transfer schools, uh, Cetera,
2: you're so. still there. You're still dealing with this.
1: No, I took a year off. So I'm working for River Financial, oh, a right. B- yeah, Bitcoin brokerage. So I took yeah. a year off. I'm applying to transfer. Uh, so I'll hopefully return to a different school and major in computer science.
0: All right, then you're you're in motion. You're not letting any of this uh, stop you. I, it's unfortunate you're in college right now during all this ridiculous rules. We won't talk about all the rules and all the all the current uh, events. That they're are
1: there. to keep us safe for the greater good, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Now I, I said, okay, let's get uh, into your polysty. You let's get polysty stuff. <laughs> I, I want to ask you about uh, what do you think the new administration means for for Bitcoin, uh, Sachin? Sachin, sorry.
1: I think it's great for the price. I'm worried about privacy, Um, you know, Biden has spent the last 50 years trying to destroy privacy and um, Mm. freedom more generally. So I don't think he's going to ignore Bitcoin. I don't think it's possible to ignore Bitcoin anymore. I think he's going to come after, I don't know where it is, but, you know, encryption, CoinJoin, privacy. There's a lot of different angles I'm worried about. but I think the price, you know, Biden's Biden's going to be good for the price because, um, you know, the printer, uh, maybe an ETF, definitely an ETF is more likely with Biden, I'd say. Um, and just stimulus checks, UBI, all that is just going to be really good for the price. But on other aspects, I don't know. Oh, sorry. Well, the
0: the tre the treasury, uh, Minuchin wanted to do that wallet regulation. Now that's oh. off the, off the table temporarily. Do you think Biden will put it back on the table, or the Biden administration will put it back on the table? Oh. Uh, that
1: I, I don't think I'm qualified to speculate on that. <laughs> uh,
2: I, 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 I'm raising a hand. Okay. Yes, please. So, sure. I mean, the they're going to try to. The government has—it's it's the same dynamic we're all observing, which is it's bitten off more than it can chew in terms of its its expenditures. There's always increasing expenditures. There's slowing economic growth. They need to fill the gap. They're going to do that by right? printing money and raising taxes. It can't come from anywhere else. The to, to to the prior point, it's it's become big enough now that it is a source of potential tax revenue, it wasn't necessarily there before. So, that, so they're going to at least put in mechanisms to observe the market, even if they don't necessarily tax it right away. But, and, you know, you can see that in most recent IRS forms where for, you know, check this box if you have any crypto transactions. So yes, it's coming at some point. When that, when that comes, I think it's going to be a, a blow to the Coinbase, for example. It's also going to kind of push people to address the privacy issues, can push people to, um take their funds off exchanges and put them into private wallets. But of course, you know, Bitcoin is not perfectly secure in terms of tracking things down. We're all, we're all seeing that though. So yeah, yes, it's coming. I, I also think the administration does have a little bit of work on his hands, you know, with, with some cold that's going around and bringing in new cabinet people and we, you know, kind of, I, I think they, ha- they have their hands full. And I, I think also China and Iran are going to start making some moves and maybe Russia also, just depending on how the geopolitics play out. So, y- yes, eventually, but maybe not the second. All right. Uh, Alex, you're not an American. You're outside of
0: America. What is your take on the new administration? What <laughs> lucky it means lucky man. Me? Just uh, Buffoons.
3: Just bumbling fools running around doing stuff arbitrarily. I mean, again, it's it's similar. It's it's a micro version of the madness of crowds that I mentioned before. It is a series of idiots who don't get it, uh, who 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 are stuck in their you know their own little worlds and paradigms where they believe that you know they can play god with other people's lives, and you know that they're, they're going to grip at anything that they can to. Um, to validate their existence and to perpetuate their existence and if that means you know eating the rich if that means taxing unrealized gains if that means you know trying to repeal pri- like they'll try and do that the the, the, the the one good thing we have on our side is that they're so incompetent like they're so incredibly stupid that i mean you know that i don't know if this is gonna sound non-kosher here but like you know it's a politician couldn't find, as we say in Australia, a root in a brothel. So it's like
2: a root. This is
3: how absolutely incredible in a brothel. But anyway, it's a, okay. it's a um, it's incredibly um, like they are so incompetent. They can't execute on anything, and I can't see them, you know, executing well on any cohesive mandate or regulation you know for for this either now now maybe over time but by the time they get around to doing it right we're going to be up in you know the hundreds of thousands or millions because whilst they're trying to do that um as gordon mentioned earlier like that there's also there's a series of other you know there's a tsunami of other problems coming up Uh, geopolitically speaking uh real economy speaking uh you know them trying to you know roll out uh, you know, scam dollars through UBI, like all this, like it's just, it's, it's huh. such a mess. These idiots have like created such a mess that I don't think they're going to know which way to turn. Um, and the larger an organization gets, the slower it becomes by 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 virtue of its own size and inability to adapt to situations really well. And, and if there's any form of institution that is uh, literally not just a uh, Plagued by bureaucracy because you can have private private companies that end up you know growing uh, stale because of bureaucracy. This is a bureaucracy that is full of bureaucracy. That <laughs> it's like it, they're going to grind their own gears to a to a stop. Um, and I just I'm just laughing. I, I honestly like my one of my dreams. I'm going to roll this out now is like to have you know Biden's son also clean my toilets, um, you know, and maybe Kamala clean my toilets. Like, you know, I, I we need toilet cleaners in the future. So th- th- these are the people who will clean our toilets and, you know, let, let them keep fumbling and bumbling like the clowns they are. Uh,
0: you, may, you may get, first of all, pound that like button everybody and GK sent $9.99, he says Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom indeed, thank you for the support GK. Uh, but your, your point about the bureaucracy, um, I don't, it's so big and so bloated and there's so many incompetent people in it. I don't know if they will efficiently target Bitcoin or if they'll get distracted by, by something else. Um, I, for, and, and there are easier targets. Some of these altcoins, Ripple, whatever, they're very centralized and they can say, oh, we, we did this uh, to cryptocurrency. So that that's, that's good enough. So-
2: um, Can I raise my hand and, and just comment? Please. Too? there. I, 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 I like the idea of them lacking the competency to effectively regulate. That may be true. I don't know if I like it. I think there's a lot of truth to that. But the problem is that ineffective regulation, and especially ambushy type regulation, if you're not properly set up in advance, can nonetheless have an impact. You know, the, the, you know it's, it's like a drowning man will, will bring down others in an attempt to save himself. So you want you want to steer steer clear of these flailing arms of government, and just not be an a, a possible attack vector. And uh, for better or for worse, you know, Bitcoin is dominant you know coin marketing cap. Bitcoin dominates all the crypto out there. So you know, they asked Dillinger, why do you rob banks? And his answer was because that's where the money is. So when government goes to regulate this stuff, it's not going to worry about this altcoin that's worth ten million dollars. they can going to go for the tens just out of efficiency. They're going to be going after the hundreds of billions and. I think the the Munchen regulations. Well, maybe
3: we finally have a use case for Ethereum.
2: <laughs> ah, yeah, maybe <laughs> that's that's funny. Uh, you, you know, the, the Treasury regulations. It was very ambushy. You and Munchen put that out there. It was going to be fifteen days. It was not going to be public comment. It was going to be like vote up or down. I mean, that was that. That was. I mean, my response when I saw that, and I'm a big, you know, rule law proponent and due process and due notice proponent. When I saw that was. They're trying to just do an end run against what the population wants, and taking advantage of their position at this end of this presidency to you know basically serve their corporate masters. And I'm glad that went away. But the mere fact it was offered it should be a wake up call that crypto is the right way to go and secure your crypto.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely in Gordon's boat. I'm less optimistic than Alex or Adam. I don't. I'm not convinced that the government is enabled unable to you know repeat a 6102 and i think you know in 1933 Mm. plenty of private citizens kept their gold and they were they were fine but the broader society still suffered because um we were off the gold standard if it like 1973 no 1933 when they took away all the gold oh interesting
2: okay got it got it that's a good point thank you
1: so i think like you know, yeah, to, us, to clarify, I, I'm um... going to self-custody Sorry, my Bitcoin, but other other people, you know, just won't be able to access it or they'll only hold it on Robinhood or Coinbase. And I do think there's damages to that. Um, I think I, I, I plan on self-custodying, you know, even if it's illegal, but other people, you know, millions of other people who ha- haven't even joined Bitcoin yet might only ever hold it on Robinhood or Coinbase.
3: Yeah, they, that will happen. To, that to that clarify, is the direction. You know, I think I may have sounded I think I I think I may have sounded too optimistic and, and you know, I, I definitely whilst I, I whilst I'm adamant that they're bumbling fools and they're gonna screw up, I think Gordon's um analogy was really good as the drowning the drowning swimmer and the flailing hands and everything like that, because yeah, it's it's not like they can't do damage. The the damage they'll do is not surgical Sorry. or directed or conscious. It's like a bull in a china shop. And I think that's, that's sort of the problem. Um, so the, the question is, is like, uh, you know, h- how can we, A, avoid those flailing arms or the, or the horns, um, and B, put the damn bull down, uh, you know, while it's uh, flailing around? Like, so, you know, because, I mean, I think th- that analogy is actually really beautiful as the person drowning, because like the government really is drowning. It really, really, really is drowning. And it's going to try and grab whatever it can to sort of pull itself up again. And it's going to bring a lot of good people down. So like, yeah, I mean, I I was on a clubhouse thing yesterday and I did actually make the point. I said in the short term, I'm actually pessimistic. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better because these idiots like when when someone's sort of, you know, at the at the precipice, at the edge, they'll do drastic things uh, to to survive. And, And that's any organism, no matter how parasitic it is. And, you know, the government is the ultimate parasite. And it, it's going to attempt to extend its life. And in doing so, it's going to do some damage to good people, to good businesses, to good communities. And, and we've just got to, yeah, like make ourselves as a target small, decentralized, fragmented, and humorous enough to make it really hard for them to actually. You know stamp us all out that that's so 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 important um and they'll, they'll they'll drown of their own accord on a on a medium to long term but you know we've just got to sort of dodge the um dodge those flailing arms and legs yeah
0: all, all right uh,
3: government uh,
0: get get out of our way but uh there there will be a. they're gonna try Something, something will come down. Yeah, we'll, there'll be more news. I think, I think for everyone, it is just like, don't panic. It's, it's a temporary thing. Whatever comes next, it just seems like every press release that comes out of the government, people, uh, people panic on it. Oh, they just appointed this person head of the SEC. It's bad. It's good. God, come on, we're, we're we're putting them on pedestals a, a little bit too much here. All right. So, uh, uh, with all this in mind, uh, I, I do want to read one one current event that relates to uh that relates to government regulation uh Eck files for etf that gives investors exposure to crypto companies we've been waiting for an etf for a while
2: and uh I'm sorry Can, can I raise my hand yes okay just understand what that meant okay crypto companies not crypto okay it's basically a mutual fund so yes, this this is kind of like approaching the street where your house is, but you didn't go down your cul-de-sac. You didn't open up the door. You didn't go inside. It it it, 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 it it's nice, but it's very encore.
0: Okay, so it's it's not going to be a true. Well, is it a true ETF? I mean, it's it, it's not a, it's not an ETF of Bitcoin. It's ETF of Bitcoin comp
2: of crypto companies. Yeah, uh, it's, it, it's basically stock in companies that are doing crypto stuff. It's a mutual fund in in essence, and that's. That's not anything new. Yeah, so that
0: one might get that that one might get approved. Actually, uh,
2: my my, yes. my bigger yes. my bigger my bigger question is:
0: mm. Will there be a real ETF this year? Finally, it, it is a different administration. Do you think this one will allow it, a real one? And I, I don't know if anyone this is yeah. what be,
2: just be a matter
0: of opinion here. I don't know if anyone has expertise in this or not.
2: i'll I'll throw something out and then others can say it i I don't know the timeline but the moment the institutions the the moment the incumbent institutions have secured their positions in crypto which they haven't yet the moment they secured it is the moment the sec will magically discover it loves etfs because their constituents the ones who pay off their senators and representatives will be saying okay now we need an etf because it will benefit us
0: it, I, that that makes sense. But, I mean, already the surveys are saying that uh, these institutions want an ETF. So it, it,
2: you're going to have to – oh, it, It's is- coming. I, I, I'm not saying this is like in, in the imponderable future. It Now, I think, again, you know, uh, MicroStrategy kind of busted open the doors. And they were going to see a consolidation. And, you know, someone's going to be first and there's going to be a lot. So the exact timeline, I don't know. I, I kind of give it two years, but – We'll see. I'm, I'm happy to hear what others have to say.
0: Yeah. Do, do you two have any thoughts on uh, if we're going to get a real ETF this year?
1: I'm uh, I'm not much of a legal financial person, so. <laughs>
0: what? Well, I, I, I'll I'll change the subject matter then. Leave it with the government. What What did you guys think about uh, Ross uh, Ul- Ulbricht not getting a pardon?
1: Oh. <laughs> I think you're naive <laughs> if you expected that. I I have I, faith. I had no faith in in uh, the president to do that. Obviously, I mean, I'm a big fan. It would have been great to see it, but, you know. Uh,
0: Alex, did you have thoughts on the pardon? Or not pardon?
3: It, it, it was sad. I think maybe I was sitting in a slightly more naive camp. I didn't think Ross would. I thought Snowden might because, you know, mm-hmm. Snowden helped um, – big time, like he, you know, released all the Hillary crap and everything like that. So I thought Trump might have the balls to do that, at least. Um, hmm. So, you know, I, I thought I was actually surprised because I think Ross had the most um, the most uh, petition signed or something like that of everyone. Um, so, yeah, like I, I thought most likely was Snowden, then maybe Assange um, and then least likely Ross. Um, although, you know, it's probably The most urgent one to release is Assange because Paul Bastion's probably getting tortured. Then Ross, you know, then Snowden because I think he's got his, um, you know, he's kind of cooped up and you know, relatively safe. But yeah, it was. I mean,
2: sorry, you you think Assange's being physically
3: tortured?
2: I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm sorry, I heard you. You you think he's being physically tortured?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me.
2: Do Do you have any reason to believe he's being tortured? I'm not saying you're wrong. Uh, I'm just wondering um, if you know something I don't know. He looks terrible I,
1: I, yeah he looks <laughs> like he's well like, he's, he was living yeah, he in a freaking like embassy crap, yeah. for
3: two years <laughs> all right well i, I want to get the legal uh i don't know i, I just yeah
0: all, all right let, let's gordon what is uh what are the next steps for ross and what
2: did you think about the ross uh so i i, I got mixed feelings about over the uh, on one hand he apparently did try to commission the murder of someone okay so separate from the fact i but
1: those charges were dropped i mean the the prosecution didn't even believe they could prove that
2: so yeah let let me ask you, you do you think he didn't try to do it
1: i i don't know the facts but i i know it shouldn't play any part in his sentencing which it did
2: and okay, so, 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 that, that, that's a valid comment okay so yes it, 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 I, I guess i'm feeling this on two levels there's sort of the legal one and then there's the the feelings one you know from from a feelings pr- perspective I, I i think it's likely that he explored so whether he could get someone else wiped out you can have your you know you can be controversial and go oh, that doesn't matter you know personally i don't want people conducting their business affairs that way um but if you put that aside he was clearly overly punished and oh, yeah. for, what, for what he did, they were trying to send a message. You had all this kind of institutional crap. You had federal agents acting inappropriately, and that's an understatement you know, in a criminal manner. You know, this guy, he's not, you know, I forget the other guy, you know, like Internet own boy, Aaron Schwartz. You know, it's government's scary for these people. And, you know, they're young and they've got families. They don't necessarily know what they're doing. He, he, I, it would be nice if he got a pardon. I wasn't necessarily expecting it. I think, I think I got mixed feelings about Assange also. Uh, my, my, my patriotic side fights my libertarian worldview side on him. Um, with Snowden, though, I think Snowden's a freaking patriot. I mean, I, I think he's more of an American than a lot of these people in government. To, to hold us accountable to our own articulated values, to have tried to resolve it internally, failed, and then did this in such a clever, non self incriminating logical, measured manner is, you know, he's you no, no one's perfect but he's pretty good and it would have been a ballsy move but an appropriate mood i think you know if trump if, if trump's going to pardon bannon and you know that he could he could have pardoned snowden you know and, and, and i don't necessarily dislike bannon i think bannon's got a lot of interesting things to say but if he's going to take on that political risk um he could have pardoned snowden also and you know let everyone yell and scream i think a lot of yeah. people actually. You know who who do you also part? Little Wayne. It's like come on, you know, throw Snowden in there. If you if at least would make it interesting. Well, Gordon, I want to
0: know what what are is What's what what can Ross do now to get out of jail? I mean, what was he's got to hope for a pardon uh, at the end of Kamala's uh, reign or something like that? Well, oh, I mean, God, that
2: is, that's not going to happen. He's no. I mean, wait,
0: what what were his logical words? Yeah. As, as we
3: hype a Bitcoin, eyes as we hype a Bitcoin, I I'll go out and get him myself, man. Like I'll I'll hire a militia blow up the goddamn prison and bring him out like, that I'm sure a bunch of
2: Bitcoiners will donate that. Look, I mean you, let's take that let's take that and I'll take that serious so you know under the Clinton administration I think it was the Clintons you know at the very last moment Mark Rich got pardoned this big commodities fraudster that had to leave the U.S. and settle in Switzerland and it was super controversial and basically they just lobbied the hell out of the U.S. government with a ton of money and he got pardoned you know these these things are to a certain degree up for sale. You know, if Bitcoin goes skyrocketing and there's a lot of Bitcoin nationalists who feel strongly about this, and the, as the U.S. government weakens, you know, pardons are going to they're basically going to be for sale at some point. You know, I don't I don't know if it's going to be on a timeline that will benefit people like Ross, but you know, power talks, money talks, but,
0: but there, there, but, but legal means going out outside of a bribery, because obviously Kamala will probably accept bribes uh, in 2024 to, uh, uh
2: if, if there's a groundswell, grassroots type thing by people that the government feels inclined to listen to, then that could make it happen. well, I mean, a, a lot of these, um, there was a lot of black prisoners that got pardoned because they were. You know, in jail for just for unrealistic, overdone periods of time because of drug charges, and obviously the national point of view on, especially marijuana, is changing, and you know that's a result result of a confirmed societal effort. And the Kardashians, you know, whatever you think of them, they actually worked with Trump to you know identify some of these miscarriages of justice, and a lot of people who shouldn't have been in jail got released. So there's there's nothing to say that that something analogous can't like that can't happen with Ulbrich. It would take. But you know, there there is, and we're we're kind of hearing it on this call. There's you know within the crypto community, there's the kind of the ones who want to step back and let let you know the city burn and then come back from the wilderness, and there's the ones who want to engage with the system as as it is now, and then there's kind of like you know uh, charting the middle course. I, I I think maybe there would have to be a very concerted community action to get them out, but I don't know if I would see that form.
1: I actually think the best the best uh, or most realistic route is um like a broad, you know, pardoning of all nonviolent drug offenders. Because I think that's something that has, great. you know, social popularity more so than Ross Albrecht. Um so I think that could gain mainstream popularity mm-hmm. more than, you know, just Ross Albrecht. Because I think Ross Albrecht has, you know, loyal supporters within the libertarian crypto community. But is he going to become a, you know, a social justice issue? I think not.
0: Yeah. So a, a broader a broader movement that would just sweep him up as one of the uh, people to be pardoned. It's it's a good, it's, it, we, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, but I, I do I, you know what, what Alex and Gordon kind of touched on, and I really hadn't thought about if if Bitcoin is doing super well by twenty twenty four, per and if Kamala is president, then. Yeah. And, and Clinton basically did accept bribes to, to let uh, Rich out. So uh, you, you never know what you, what can get done, what, what, what Bitcoin can buy in the future. That's why you value your freaking white wealth in Bitcoin. You don't you don't spend it now. You think about what you can what it can get you in the future. All right. Hey, let-
2: hey, hey, and I'm sorry, just to be super clear, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure that the Clintons took bribes to release Mark Rich. But the whole Clinton Foundation, the whole structure there was basically a back pocket way of getting them getting funded and you know the moment they got out of office everyone stopped donating which says a lot
0: yeah yeah i mean you know going beyond the Clintons, they're all the pardons for years have been susceptible to such things obviously they be it uh from governors or presidents or or whatever it's just that that's it's corrupt Government is corrupt, and uh, sometimes you got to play by their rules if you if you want to win. If you want your guy free, now uh, let's let's talk about the. Uh, there was someone, and I'm not going to name his name, uh, who wanted attention because of the white paper this week. Oh. But uh, uh, there's but there are a lot of people that, and we were talking about this beforehand. There are a lot of people that are jumping into Bitcoin for attention reasons, either attacking Bitcoin because they want to grow their social media or you know, just saying nice things about Bitcoin in order to grow their companies. And hey, fair is fair. You know, people could this is an a attention based economy. I want to read what Raul Paul put out there. Because this is what what happens in the Bitcoin community is this there are a lot of people that are in the cryptocurrency broader community. There there are a lot of people that want someone to tell them what to do. They they you know personal responsibility is a new counterculture, but most hmm. people they I mean, you see with government, everybody thinks the president makes such a huge difference in their life. They think that they live vicariously through the president. So we've got big talkers in cryptocurrency. And if someone says something big and bold and, and, and makes huge predictions, everyone's like that person's a genius. I'm listening to them. I'm getting the portfolio that they say to get. Well, we got this Raoul Paul guy that's that's been around. And I think it's been pretty obvious what he's doing been doing since the beginning but now it's becoming a little bit more clear danger I'm going to add a basket of 10 alts to my Bitcoin and Ethereum bets Mm -hmm. using this dip show me your coin but with a quality paragraph why I should look at it my knowledge base is low so treat me like the idiot I am nicely okay so uh a lot of people are just like oh how could he go altcoin on us oh my lord he's just trying to fund his business he wants subscribers to- okay yeah he does I mean, so he's he's putting it all out there but i mean he, he 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 wasn't a bitcoin maximalist from the beginning he just i mean he jumped on this train and he, he got a lot of people to love him in the cryptocurrency community. I had never heard of him. He's this macro expert. And now they feel like uh, offended or they feel betrayed. No, there's no betrayal. This is who he's always been. So, Alex, uh, what do you think about the, this, this situation? And, uh, I mean, I, I, again, I tie it into the to the white paper guy, too. Just I, I'm going to sue you for this white paper. I just want attention. I mean, er, everyone's got their way of getting clicks, it seems like and staying relevant
3: man that yeah the white paper guy is the most irrelevant worthless worm on the face of the planet like you know I'm, I'm man I I uh one day I'll figure out how to deal with him uh but anyway um with with this other idiot Rao Powell, I mean I'm I'm in no way surprised like I actually think it was me and probably Dita Bob um or your Bitcoin who called that idiot out like long, long, long ago. I did, a, I did a video dissecting, when everyone sort of first started kissing his ass, when he did that Dan Tapiero video, yep. saying, oh, you know, I'm back into Bitcoin, blah, blah, blah. And I did an entire video dissecting their discussion. Um, it was my first uh, episode of the Wake Up podcast. And, and I basically broke down all of the ways that I saw that they were, they were literally going to, down the path of shitcoiners. And people were like, oh, nah you're being a little bit too harsh, he's fine. And then for the next year, I just listened to people kiss his ass, kiss his ass, kiss his ass, and I'm like, no, 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 no. And lo and behold, here we are. Like, and it was really funny. It was um, uh, I did a pod with uh, American Hoddle and Stony, and I brought up uh, how much of a loser uh, Ralph Howe was in that, and, and I was just saying, watch, you know, watch this guy turn into a coiner, basically. And and two days after that podcast. He pulls up the uh the, the Rhodes thing and then a couple of days later he pulls out the XRP thing. And I was like, what what more do we need? So it's like these morons, it's yeah he might be trying to sell his course and all that sort of stuff and whatever, I couldn't care less. But the thing is, he is actually genuinely dumb. He's absolutely genuinely a moron. The guy he, he got booted out of Goldman Sachs, first of all. It doesn't take a smart person to end up with a job at Goldman Sachs. You just got to be an indoctrinated moron, anyway. So he was just the clerical guy there. He got thrown out because he was useless. So he went, you know, he was a little Ivy League, you know, moron. So then, you know, he went and created some sort of fund. His fund has never made money. That's why he built Real Vision because he needed to sort of bring people in to say stuff. And he has been consistently wrong about everything he said on Real Vision basically since the start. He's been uh he's been a bear for practically 10 years whilst every company has mooned he was a bear on tesla he was a bear on tech he was a bear on bitcoin he was a bear on everything he's been sitting there saying oh you know i believe that this is gonna happen so you should buy gold and he's made 10 percent on his gold the moron so he's, he's a complete he's a complete putz like i i i don't know how people sat there and listened to that moron talk because like i, I actually think He's as dumb as Crypto Man ran, or probably even dumber. <laughs> and the people who sit there and listen to him are even dumber than both of them. So it's like, like I'm happy that he's gone to the shitcoin side. I'm, 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 I'm glad. Like it takes a, an incredible level of stupidity to do that. Like I, I mean, again, one of the more recent ones where he was incredibly dumb was after the March crash in, uh, you know, because of the the Corona scam and like, uh, sorry, Corona. Um, after that crash, what did he say was going to happen? Oh, this is just the start in the next few months. We're going to see lower lows and lower lows on the market. And I was like, look at this idiot. Like, what do you think they're going to do mm-hmm. after, you know, the, the economy meltdown? Like he, he's, he's just so consistently wrong, consistently dumb, and he's just brought his dumbness. To this space, and I'm happy, like I said, that he's in crypto and crypto and klepto and shit coins and whatever the fuck he wants to do, because you know we Bitcoin does not need him, and and I genuinely hope he goes all in on all of these alts, um, because <laughs> I mean more Bitcoin for us, man. Whoa! Pound that like button for getting uh getting it out there. I mean, t- to me, the
0: the bigger issue is why do people just gravitate to these? Uh, they, they want sell someone to tell them what to do. And so someone has fancy sets and graphics and, t- and they forget what he says. Uh, he says something right, they remember that. He says something wrong, like March, that just totally goes out people's out the window. I don't know. It's the eighty percent or twenty percenter thing. Eighty percenters are gonna do what they're gonna do, which is gonna be wrong. Uh Gordon, you you were making some noise there. What what's what's your take on this? Oh, the white
2: paper. No, I mean I, I generally agree with everything that was just said, so I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dispute it, if you like. Um with respect to the white paper itself, so the i mean i'm a lawyer i think i'm gonna post that puppy and just say bring it on okay the you know the anyone can file for a copyright okay you he would have to prove authorship there's all there's something up floating around the internet right now about a form letter to send to his law his law firm i guess is on tier in the united kingdom right now there's a form letter that was floating around today about if you want to pick a fight with him Put the white paper up on your website and send a law from this letter. And I thought it was pretty good. It explained, you know, how this person can't possibly. They're, they're, I guess we're not going to mention his name, but I'll, I'll use a, a version of it. They said, "Okay, we are all Satoshi except for you know so and so. That one person is definitely not Satoshi," which I thought was fantastically funny. But you know, I guess I will make this point. This is yet another argument going beyond cryptocurrencies, and going beyond all. This is another argument for an unsensible global blockchain. To put the white paper up on the Bitcoin blockchain or the Ethereum blockchain is forever a copyright killer. And he can, he can bitch and moan all he wants, but that thing will always be there freely accessible by anyone at a certain address. And I think, especially with given what's going on with Parler and Gab and Twitter and everything else, the, the need for this distributed communications that is resilient just becomes more acute every day.
0: Okay, uh, and uh, Gordon, you gotta get out of here pretty soon? I, I do. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll uh, I'll let you uh, get get in your conclusionary words and and lead, just stick with the other two guys and we'll wrap it up so you you you, you can. Uh, and I, I,
2: I apologize for some reason I thought this was an hour and I'm enjoying it. I just and I already pushed something back as far as I can. So my apologies. Yeah.
0: Uh, so what's your uh, anything you want to say add uh, before you go and anything you want to promote.
2: Uh, I, I'll tell you, I'm gonna be in Russia and uh, Ukraine in March, and you should see my shows. And I'll, I, I think I'll pump your show there. No, I, yeah, get out of the house and travel, even if you're, you're in the United States. That's that's my point.
0: Yeah, that's and that's what I have been living that life. That my life has not changed at all. That's that is very good advice. Well, thank. I, I'm sorry, you got to you got to get out of here early. But thank you uh, for for being uh, here today. We'll we'll go to uh, Sachin, and he's linked to below, of course, Sachin. Uh, your take on uh, the white paper situation or on uh, the the uh, Rob Paul thing we were talking about. Unmute. You're you're muted. Oh, there. Or oh, there you go. Hey, what's happening over there? Did you Can you hear him? No. Okay. No. We can't hear you. Something's something's whack over there. It, it says you're unmuted, but you're muted. Yeah, we can't hear you. Oh, man. Dude, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, the leave and come back. Okay. Uh, yeah, Sachin, like, uh, leave and, and come back. We'll, we'll go back to Alex here. Uh, with your uh, conclusionary remarks uh, b- before Sachin gets back here. So, uh, w- what's up with Amber and what's going on? Um,
3: well, we, uh, we've we uh, almost got the final bits and pieces done for I guess the w- where I want to be with the Australian product. So, we're rolling out the ability to purchase with a credit card, um, with Apple, Google Pay and all of that sort of stuff. So, we need to sort of finalize that in Australia. And then the next step is actually launching in the US. So we uh, will start the integration in um, in late February March. That's the plan. And hopefully by the end of March, we'll be in a position to roll Amber out across 44 states in the US. So that's that's the next step, buddy.
0: Whoa, that is
3: big news, man. How many,
0: 44 states you said? Yeah, man.
3: Uh, so there's certain states. it yeah, uh, will be 44 states, yeah. Uh, what are the evil states yeah new york? new york hawaii texas um yeah new york hawaii texas and there was a couple others i I, I, got, I always forget what the list is but yeah there's sort of like six or seven that we can't go into uh in the beginning and then we're just gonna have to sort of work with sort of getting into those but yeah it's um that's that's where all the work's going at the moment um you know and obviously i've been pumping podcasts i've got a couple that are coming out this weekend uh, i did one with uh uh, uh what's his name uh dave dave bradley i'm pretty sure that's his surname uh bitcoin brains uh and francis pulio so yeah you know, it's the remnant podcast and i did one yesterday which is uh, a unique one it was a uh, bitcoin mds uh with uh dr bitcoin md and uh uh dr btc dca so it was like two they're, they're sort of a non count but they're actual they're actual medical doctors one's a neuroscientist and the other is uh uh something to do with like uh the the vascular system so he's, he's a surgeon so we, we did a we did about a two and a bit hour discussion and we talked about all sorts of stuff like about medicine about health about you know autonomy about the stupidity of lockdowns you know all of this sort of stuff so it's a it's a, it's a unique podcast so yeah if uh if anyone wants to jump on that wake up podcast it's on anchor um and i'm sure i will have the links in here so that that's really where most of my time has been going all right, very good news. Alex's Twitter is linked to it below. He
0: he tweeted all that stuff out. Interesting. You had a podcast with doctors, and you had a podcast with Canadians. You're doing all all sorts of things. All right, uh, Sachin, Sa- 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 what's uh? Can we hear you now? Yeah. Uh, can you All right. Hear me? Good. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, so, I don't know what so, happened there. Yeah, yeah. Tell us uh, first of all, you, you comment on the, the white paper stuff or the arrival. Uh, rob- all right we we got cut off there second okay so yeah sachin tell us uh, what's up
1: no i think um it's a tutorial for something that could come in the future you know i think right now it's the white paper that you're not allowed to host apparently and it's some random guy who's saying that and i think in the future it'll be a government saying you can't host the software or you can't host the binaries or um or github will have to take the code down so i think it's a good. You know, practice run. It's a very light version of what the community might have to do in the future to keep this thing going because people are going to say, you know, take it off GitHub. Or, you know, some country is going to say, you can't run a node in this country, you can't mine in this country. Um, So I think it's good to have a trial run for that kind of stuff, Um, see that the community is pretty active. you don't want to have a lethargic community that has like three copies of the blockchain, three copies of the white paper, you know.
3: Very true.
0: Yeah, that that's a, that's a very positive take on someone trying to get a lot of attention there. Very very, very good. You, you you drew something very good out of it. Uh, all right. So what what are you up to uh, at, at your job and uh, anything that's going on?
1: Yeah, I build River Learn, um, write some articles for it, try to explain Bitcoin. Um, and then I work on Bitcoin X, which is uh, River's open-source uh, Bitcoin library. It's written in Elixir. So I'm working on that uh, right now. It's uh, it's really fun. It's much better than um, learning a lot more than I would in college. So I'm enjoying it a lot. <laughs> it's good to actually work in the Bitcoin industry.
0: All right, crypto over college is one of my sayings, and you're you're living it, man. You are you're living it, and it's uh. Yeah. I mean, you'll probably have a job. I mean, it's such a golden age. You're going to have a, a job before you graduate and maybe you won't graduate, but who cares? <laughs> uh, all right. So that, that, that's, that's very positive. It's, it's good to see someone demonstrating that you don't, you can take a non-traditional uh, path in, in this golden age of the 2020s that we're, we're in, that it's not full of obstacles. It's full of opportunity. Okay. And mess mess sent a 30 300 rubles. He said take my rubles. Well, I will take your rubles. Thank you for the support. Um <laughs> all right, that that's it. I don't know if anyone else anything else to say. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. That was this week in Bitcoin. We do it every freaking Friday here. You get shows here all the time on the Bitcoin Meister channel. Subscribe to the channel. Follow me on Twitter at Ball. Subscribe, follow them. They're all listed below on uh, on Twitter. So uh Enjoy. Shabbat shalom, everybody. And uh, see you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye bye. Have fun. Yeah, thank you.